Welcome to Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. The Demoness is a dark fantasy story, so beware, it is dark, with demons and death. Don't say we didn't warn you. Chapter 5 The end of the world was there, thanks to me. The demons had been able to breach the confinements of Beach Colony, a gated community in Santa Monica, California. I was fortunate enough to get a flight back to Boston before the military had to secure the clogged airport. Everyone wanted out of California, flee the demons, though it was easy enough to see that even traveling would now be but a temporary respite before the world was going to end. Which makes Los Angeles the biggest city to fall. The death toll rises to almost 11 million Americans, though it's hard to tell with all the chaos. It's but a rough estimate, as the White House made clear in a statement. This didn't go well. Unfortunately, the summoning of Abaddon only brought more problems, and I still had no idea where my daughter might have gone to hide. So my only lead was going back to Mac. As time was running out, I had little patience with human interactions. With the breach, I already felt my power stronger than ever before. I just shoved my hand into his head, penetrated his cranium as if it was but a wall of mist, until I could taste his thoughts on my tongue. I need to know where the bugs are. Is there any way you can track them? No. It is not possible for me to track the bugs. They could be everywhere. They can only teleport where they have been before. They could be everywhere. Without magic, the assassin bugs live for around six months. Most have been two or three months old, and I got them all at the same address. Which is? He gave me an address. Unfortunately, it was in Napa County. There was a phone number with a 707 area code. With air flight cancelled all over the U.S., it was impossible for me to get there quickly. I cursed, and only the agonizing cries of Mac reminded me that I was still connected to him. I broke the connection. He looked at me, disoriented. Terry, I don't remember. It's all right. You seem a bit weak today. Get some sleep. The situation is more than all of us can handle. I went outside and called the number. Oh, hi, Terry. What a surprise. Jim? You're just as surprised as I was, probably. This host really was a smart one. How mind-boggling to discover that this host engineered the idea with the assassin bugs. Engineered? But it was my idea. We talked about it long ago, and... Clever little bastard. It's a fitting body for me. He was planning for his death for years, it seemed. He anticipated your every move. He made sure she would end up here. Where is she now? Do you have her? Why didn't you give her to Abaddon? You know where I live. Still Boston. The California thing, it was all just engineered to confuse you. Drop by and we'll talk. He cut the line. I waved down the next taxi. Jim came from money. His family owned a house in South Boston waterfront. He opened the door just before I could ring. Terry... How do you do it? Where is my girl? This body... You had it for so long. 
it is so hard to control. There are ideas. Lots of ideas. You and I were both bred to serve, not go on our own accord. Serve? You? You don't serve. You killed your best friend just to save your girl. It's the same for you, isn't it? This body, it's not like the Dranak bodies. These bodies have ideas. They change us. Give me the girl. Oh, I would. But? I just don't feel like it. See, for the first time, I can see a life for myself. A life not of servitude, but as a master. A life as one of those rich humans with lots of servants. They call them employees now. And she's the key to it. What do you need her for? But that's the thing. Don't you see? We were brought up believing that there was a set spot for us in the world. Mimics, watchers, and the masters. The princes and the queen. All of us neatly lined up in a hierarchy. I can't let you have her. You see it too. You, you feel it too, right? These bodies don't follow the same laws as the Drainak bodies. Feel what? We're all the same. There's no inherent hierarchy. There's no call, no pull to obey. I need to see my daughter. Don't you understand? This time, it's us who will be the princes, the master race. There's no need giving them anything. You don't plan on delivering her to Abaddon. Didn't I say this head gives me ideas? It's scheming and planning like a prince's mind. If we keep her alive, the demons will ravage the world until they have her. And if they have her, the demons will kill her. They will initiate the shift, taking on their new form. We can't kill her. It's my daughter. We can give her a quick death, without suffering. She's the only sacrifice that can help close the breach for good. If we use her, we can cut off the demons from this plane. We can have peace again. We can rule as the new masters of this world. But she would be dead. Millions of lives saved just by sacrificing one. The only other solution is to save one life by sacrificing millions. I was prepared to discuss with Jim why not to give Serena to Abaddon. I wasn't prepared for him to be so different. I wasn't prepared of how this body would change me. It had taken almost a hundred years to steer me away from my course. The Drainak had a reputation of being vicious, as having no empathy. The Drainaks always had a hierarchical society, even before we encountered them. What have we been before? We both hatched long into the Drainak society. Do you know? Probably only Abaddon knows, and the Queen. Nobody else is old enough. What if... What if everything we think is our way, or much of it anyway, is the Drainak way? What if our society looked completely different before we met the Drainak? Hundreds of thousands of years have passed since we took the Drainak bodies. We both grew up like we did. This makes it our way. And yet you resist. You say your job is to obey, but you don't obey. I don't want my daughter to die. You change the rules. And perhaps one day we all would feel normal with these ideas in our heads, these thoughts of independence. It would become our way. And who can say what's closer to our original purpose? You have a point there. Right? I knew you would see it this way. 
This world is big enough for us and those we choose to serve us. But without a queen, says the first mimic I ever met who procreated, it was my job to create a being, half human, half us. And you can repeat. So can I. Every real human child would probably have been afraid of the bugs. Your hybrid daughter wasn't. Magic comes natural to her. It will be a new species. It's not Abaddon's plan. You don't agree with this either. You and I, we are not that different. But while I look for a way out, for a new life, all you care is to obey a call you don't even understand. Keep your daughter alive for another day, and then... The day after that, and then another, and so on. You need to think big. We can sacrifice her now, seal the breach, become the new rulers of this world, and then procreate as much as we want. I like the idea of ending this. See? It was not so hard. I rummaged through my backpack, and my fingers closed around the glass with the flame of Thorin. It was the only known fire that could burn a mimic. But I'm afraid that you don't understand. You seem to think that there is nothing that pulls these bodies to obey. And it may be different for you, but this body pulls me to protect her. You won't leave me another chance. Then let me do it. I dropped the bag and held the flame in front of him. As I said, I must do all to protect her. I threw the glass right at his feet. The glass burst and the flame immediately grabbed at him, setting him aflame. What are you... What blood! The fire of the flame drowned his screams, and soon there was nothing but a puddle of black liquid left of him. I went inside, searching for my daughter. Serena, Serena, are you here? Daddy? Where are you, Daddy? I'm here, darling. I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Serena sobbed while I closed my arms around her. There was a ping on my phone. It was a news alert. It said, San Francisco falls to the demons. Death count rises to 15 million. But in that moment, I only cared about one life. I hugged her tighter. We hope you enjoyed this installment of The Demoness on Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. The Demoness is written by Kernak Grimm. The Demoness is performed by Michael Floyd as Terry Olson. Dick Teryoon as Jim Harrison. Brianna Wanless as Serena Olson. Ray Hurd as Caleb McAllister. Bobby Owens as Destiny Williams. And Laura Van Diver as Amy Davis and Radio Voice. Every season of Karnak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast features a new unique short story broken down into several episodes. Farewell, my friend. Yeah.